1: Welcome, welcome, welcome uh, back to the Sunday morning playground here on Sports Talk 1050 WTKA online at WTK.com. Another victory for Michigan is in the books and it's the final home game for a couple weeks. So guess what? If you tailgate, you don't have to spend as much money this these next two weeks. You can stay at home and relax. R&R. Or you can, you buy the same amount of stuff and just do a home game. I, mean, I don't care. I'm not your I'm not your boss. I'm not your dad. Hope you find your dad. If not, I don't care. I'm not your dad. Whatever it is, what it is. Uh, over to the Sunday morning playground. Let's go around the horn. Matt Missler here in the captain's chair, right across from me. Maddie Boom Boom Leach back from uh, a little bit a uh, little little wedding as well too last weekend
0: had to miss it I had a whole lot of fun it was down uh down just south of chicago here last weekend so had had maybe even a little too much fun miz and then followed it up yesterday with a great michigan win but it was homecoming so for Mm me i saw i saw a bunch of friends that i hadn't seen some of them since school which was funny just a few of them happened to stop by the tailgate um one of my favorite parts of yesterday, you know I'm a big Curb Your Enthusiasm fan, Uh huh. as is the whole Leech family.
1: <laughs> all of <laughs> a sudden,
0: all of a sudden, I'm like, Kelly nudges me, my uh-huh. girlfriend, uh-huh. I'm like, what's going on? And she goes, do you hear that? Boom, 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 No, no, it wasn't any music. It wasn't any music. It was a voice. Uh-oh. A very distinct voice that... Unfortunately, is no longer with us. One of my favorite characters from Curb, you and oh. Fe- Curb Your Enthusiasm, the Funk Man, Funkhauser. There was a guy at the tailgate who sounded exactly like him. He had the little oh inflections God. in his voice and all the all the different things. So, I I had an incredible day. Then we followed it up with with kicking some some Rutgers but I know we're going to talk about that game. Some things that we like, Some things that we would have liked to have seen better. We're going to talk about all the other games because there were plenty of other games. I, I was in the. I just watched pretty much the whole thing. Well, as as much as there was to watch in the parking lot of that Oregon Colorado game, and then followed it up with some. I, I think the arguably the game of the night that won't get enough credit. The LSU Arkansas game was incredible. I was watching that before the Notre Dame Ohio State game starts. Mm-hmm. It was continue? I had to keep tuning in because LSU goes up, Arkansas comes. Like it was just. It was it was a great game, but we we had uh, a blast here yesterday. Another great weekend, but yes, I'm one of those people who uh, I'm ready I'm ready for an away game. Yeah, uh, I, I know
1: I know the guy across the glass is ready for a little bit of a road, a uh, little bit of some road uh, relaxation. As uh, you know, don't have to worry about tailgates as much anymore. I muted you. Why did you turn your why why, why? good job J-Mo. Yeah, thank. You. Well, at least I don't have my you know right my, my phone. You know, hooked up to right. it like him. Right. 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 Big Kyle's on the other side of the glass. How you doing, dude? I'm good, man. You yeah?
2: know, had a long night last night, but, you know, I'm just glad I get to see Boom Boom's face again and hopefully do another trivia and beat him three times in a row. Well, I we'll hate to. will see you
1: about that. I hate to break it to you. Because there's no there's no
0: Victor's Lounge this week. There's no there's no trivia.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, well, hey, man. you
0: want? We might just have to come up with another contest for me and Kyle maybe, to do over here. Maybe we'll do. Hey. Maybe I'll
1: look some stu- Maybe I'll look up some some boring facts about Nebraska or something like that. It's not gonna. I mean, there's no, a, there's a whole lot of those. Yeah, yeah there is. There is. Uh, trust me, I got stuck in Nebraska back in 2005 uh, during a winter storm. It is boring. B O R I N G, all capitalized, double under, underscored with three exclamation points. That's how boring there's it is.
2: There's got to be something in Nebraska.
1: There's got to be nope. something. There's, there's great plains. Everything. Well, no, everything uh, east part of Nebraska. That's where everything is at. But the minute that you get past, like, the minute you get past Lincoln, there's nothing. There's nothing. It's, it's like it's it's just as bad driving north and south through Ohio. Like when you get past like Bowling Green, like that stretch between Bowling Green and Cincinnati, that's like how like you're like God. When am
0: I gonna get out of this damn state? It's not even that. You just want to see a hill, something or a tree or something. But nope, nothing, nothing but those great plains. Mm-hmm. So it is. I anybody who's driven through it, they'll tell you, stretch. I drove from de- basically like the Rockies back to Detroit, and once you get out of the Rocky Mountains, the whole east side of Colorado is flat Mm -hmm. and boring, Yeah, which that does – it gets all the love because it's got the Rocky Mountains. A big chunk of Colorado is flat and boring. But then Nebraska all the way through Iowa, it's like when you get into Illinois and you see a tree, you're like, oh, my God, this is incredible. (gasps) It's a tree. Oh, my God. That's I mean, that's how it really is. Like when I – this was
1: like after I graduated high school, a buddy of mine – a few friends of mine and I, we decided to take a road trip out to Colorado for New Year's uh, 24 into 25. Heading out there, I drove through the night. And literally, like I was trading pole positions with someone out of Illinois, driving down I-90 or I-80, one of, one of the two. I think it was I-80. Literally just trading pole positions all the way through Nebraska, east to west. It is boring. It's but once you like I said, you get past Lincoln, boring as hell, boring. Lincoln, Omaha, beautiful cities, yep, beautiful towns.
0: But that's really it. But you? that's it. That's that's it's it. it's you've all got, it's, you've got. Two small towns. They're
1: and they're right next to each other. And yep. then after Lincoln, it's like,
0: what the hell is there?
1: And of course, at, at like one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning, when you're trying to drive through, you don't see cornfields. And of course, in the month of December, there's not there's no crops. It's just flats. Yep. Flat, dark abyss. And you're like, so I'm going to walk, you know, like just manifest on the side of the road. And you're just like, oh, uh, no, crash or something.
2: Well, let's hope that the only time that we have to travel is whenever Michigan makes the the, the Big Ten uh, Championship, the National Semifinal, and the National Championship game. That's the only time you that we need Kyle. to travel.
1: See, the, see, you're manifesting. That's what you need to do. Always manifest. Never manifest the good stuff. Never manifest the bad stuff always manifest the good stuff.
2: I'm I'm down for it.
1: But in, in all in all actuality though, and I have never been to a Nebraska game as far as uh home or away. But I've always heard that Nebraska fans are like their S tier fan base. Like they are like they are the when it, like when you hear like people joke around about how midwest friendly people are you're like, "Oh, let me just go ahead and give you everything in my fridge, okay? You're, everything is fine." Nebraska really is like Nebraska fans are them.
2: I would I would debate that. No, they
1: really. I from what I heard from people that have gone like the last night game when Michigan played at Nebraska a couple years ago, that's exactly what it was. Like they were the most humble and kind people outside of the game. When the kickoff happened, it's like every other fan base. But outside of that time frame of outside the game itself. The great, some of the nicest people, in terms of a fan base you could ever meet, S, S-
0: tier. I'll 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 somewhat verify that for you, Miss, because at least I have not been, and it's still mm-hmm. on my bucket list. Anybody, and I always encourage people to go to other Big Ten stadiums because yeah. number one, there's no better feeling than going on the road into somebody else's house and winning, mm-hmm. and being there to support your team against the the masses. It's one of the best feelings in the entire world, but. Some of these other stadiums, I have not been to Lincoln. Would love to go there. It's on the bucket list. But I'll never forget when they came here for the first time. It was like 2011, 2012. Yeah, I think it was 2011 because it was the year that we went to the Sugar Bowl because mm-hmm. um, we played them in Ohio State back-to-back weeks. And their fans were the nicest people in the entire world. They came up. They were just like, hey, we're just happy to be here. They were like so kind and courteous. And so there are a few. there are a few that shock you like that. I remember the same thing when I went. I went to Notre Dame, and everybody was like, "Hey, we hope you have a good time in South Bend. We hope you, you know, if you need anything, let us know." And I'm like, "Are you you trying to pull something? Like, what 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 the hell is going on here? It's like Twilight Zone stuff right sp- here. You're gonna spike the punch bowl. What what is happening? Right. We're rivals. <laughs> I don't like you. Why are you being so nice to me? But that's just that's how they do it. And it, it was a wonderful experience. But I've heard. In, a lot of people who went out there. It's it's a good one. But Biz, before we before we go too far to Nebraska, man, we got we got to talk about this Rutgers game. We do got a lot to talk about. We do got to break it down. And, and by the way, that's the as far as that's going to be
1: our, our one of our questions of the day today. Outside of when you when you leave the friendly confines of Michigan City, when you leave the friendly confines of Ann Arbor, Michigan, to maybe there are a lot of people that do hit the road. They hit the road for their games. What fan base is? You know, what fan base is the best outside of here? And give your reasons why. Because, I mean, again, I don't go outside of here. I'm always in the studio. Or if I'm not in the studio, it's because I'm going to a game or something. And it's at home. I don't go. I don't make a roadie. So which fan base outside the Big Ten is the best? And I'd, I'd love to find out. Outside I think.
0: the Big Ten or outside no, well, in Ann Arbor?
1: The, in, in the Big Ten, outside okay. of Ann Arbor. Gotcha. And, like I said, if you've been, uh, you know, Give me your experience, because this is the first ones that we're having now, Yep. is this upcoming Saturday at Nebraska, then heading up to the Twin Cities with Minnesota. We don't know the time for that one, by the way. I know that we get a lot of people that, I know we get uh, someone that messages on the Facebook page that's like, do they know the time yet? We don't, we didn't know yet. Probably we'll find out either later tonight or tomorrow morning. Yep. We'll find out one of those two times, but... That's gonna be one of our questions of the day. We'll get your thoughts on the Michigan Rutgers game homecoming from yesterday as well too. And uh, it's fantasy football season too. Maybe your your hot take, your whatever your take is on your fantasy football. who's the who's the unsung hero and who's your biggest bust that you've got so far because there's a lot of people that play, play fantasy football as well too. I've got busts. I've got. An I'll bring mine up later on today. Trust me, and I'll find and I'll tell you an unsung hero as well too. That's really helped me
0: out. Uh, over you can, the you can both feel Mrs. Payne on his bust player <laughs> and hear his excitement of the guy that's filling his need right now. And it's a it's got to be it's got to be because usually it's just you have that bust and you can't find somebody that can quite fill it. But Miss, yeah, no, it's it's that time. And heck, the Lions, they were all hyped up before the game last week. They they could have won. They should have won. Everyone's acted like, I don't know, like we got blown out or we stink or something like that. And now I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like there's a whole lot of hype around them anymore. It's like, wow, one close loss, which they had a chance to win. And like, you know, there's a lot that's, there was a lot to go over from that game last weekend too. Yeah. But they were in it. They had a chance to win it at the end. Mm -hmm. And I often wonder if they would have lost by one to point to Kansas City and beaten the Seahawks, if people would be feeling or what the, the feel would be. But I just feel like, I don't know. We had one, one tough loss and all the, all the air went out of that balloon.
2: It's because of the ski masks. Everyone had all the hype in the ski mask. And so, so what? And, and this, it just, it fell out. And then we got clowned by Seahawks players after the game. They ended up wearing ski mask. In Listen, the locker that's ring. always
0: going to, Hey man, you always open your, anytime that you do something to, to somewhat make a stand, you open yourself to mockery. It's going to happen gonna happen Vicious. we didn't think it would happen in that first game but you knew that was gonna happen so i i don't and listen i i agree like i i don't know i was a fan of the face mask i hope i hope that they still do them i think it's yeah. dead now would be my <laughs> guess
1: i think a lot of people will be a little bit hesitant but at the same time i mean let's just be honest here the injury bug really hit yep you know in that in that game and that obviously brings up a lot of opinions on like that that artificial turf that everyone seems to get injured on. I mean, we've seen what's it, Backyari for Green Bay, who like does he hates those? He hates that artificial turf. He hates it. But you know, we'll talk. We'll talk some lines here a little bit yep. later on. We we want to we want to we want to break down what happened yesterday, Michigan Rutgers, um, and I'm fairly certain that about maybe I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna say probably maybe ten to fifteen thousand people missed the opening score of the game. Because I remember seeing a clip, uh, the the replay of the like the wide shot of the opening touchdown that Rutgers had scored, and my goodness, like a lot of like the upper ring of the big house was vacant. So there's a lot of people that missed that opening touchdown that Rutgers had three plays into the game, a 69 yard touchdown. Nice, not nice though. Nice, but not nice at the same time. Uh from uh, Gavin Winstead to uh Christian Dremel. And first off, when I think of Dremel, I think of the tool that is that I've used multiple times and I'm just like, hmm. I can I can already hear the high pitched hum in my head right now just by talking about it. But first put you know, third play into the game, one minute in, Rutgers takes a seven nothing lead, but after that it was thirty one unanswered points for Michigan. Uh, was it a little slow to get things kicked off? Yeah. Michigan, you know, their, their first drive stalled, uh, punted away. They're able to find a way to stop Rutgers on their second drive of the game, which, you know, I, I, I'm not the, I'm not the type of guy that will look at like how a first drive for both teams are and say, this is how the pace of the game is going to be. I look at how. After at the at the very least after two drives, how is the pace of the game going to go? Michigan eventually found a way to slow down the running game that everyone talked about for Rutgers. The you know the the combination of Wimstat and uh, Minagai, uh, uh Minagai as well too, and they found a way to stop them in that second drive. And then they had a deep punt. Deep in Michigan territory, and Michigan found a way to drive. Uh, what was it? Seven plays in 94 yards to get a tutty for Blake Corum to tie it up. Found a way again to stop Rutgers the following drive with a couple big hits and a couple big, you know, a couple big defensive plays as well too. Forced Michigan to come back again with the ball. Nothing really, kind of. Sp- Banned with the, with the following drive kind of kind of went a little stagnant a little to a degree uh Michigan ends up uh let's see punt punt touchdown the, the essentially you had you were lucky that you got Rutgers to get a false start penalty miss a field goal Michigan takes over they drive down and they said anything you could do we could do just as well and they miss a field goal themselves which I know that's been a huge thing that Michigan that Michigan fans have been really kind of, you know, upset about is the special teams thing. And I've and I said this at the beginning of the season. I think that was probably gonna be one of the issues uh going into the season is that we got so spoiled with the tandem of Moody and Robbins that that's definitely i think that was going to be one of the big issues going into the season plus the 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 return game on it as well too with uh AJ Henning transferring to Northwestern. So I thought I mean I kind of looked at it as like that to me I think maybe the biggest issue for Michigan this year. And I, and and I'm not out here to say that uh that that JT or uh Close. No, no, no! no. I'm, I'm, as far as the the our, our kicker. Uh, why am I blanking? Uh, wait for it, JT. Yeah, James Turner. Yep. Wanted to make sure that I said, <laughs> I said it right at least. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, real, I'm not grilling him on that. You know, it's listen. It's your. This is a you. Know, you're going from Louisville. Who you know over the past couple of years. Not as good as it was, you know. This ain't no Lamar, no Lamar Jackson, Louisville. This isn't Louisville. They still
0: only won eight games when he won his Heisman. That's true, but I mean, like, you,
1: you, this ain't like the 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 Louisville that everyone was like, oh, this is gonna be a good program. He's coming back home, back to you know, back to the greater Washtenaw County. Originally from Celine, uh, if I'm not mistaken, coming back home. Uh, big difference between, you know, 50,000, 60,000 to almost 110,000 fans in the stadium. And a lot of those fans are mm-hmm. very critical. So I'm not going to roast them for that. You know, hey, listen, we got spoiled by having Money Moody. Now he's being Money over in San Francisco. Yep. Uh, so I'm not going to do that. I'm not, it'd, be, it'd be rude of me. It'd be, you know, I, I'd be a terrible individual to do that. Counter it next. Rutgers takes possession of the ball. They end up punting it away. Michigan takes over, and that's when they had a nice drive. 11 plays, 79 yards, capped off with Samaj Morgan's first career tutty.
0: Kid has been a grinder. I, he, he has I, grinded it, his way in. Not, not only that, that catch was incredible, Miss. It was. The catch was incredible because when the ball was thrown, he, he was not looking back at the quarterback. Mm-hmm he was able to adjust as the ball was just about to hit him. And for him to catch that on his back shoulder, the way that he did with that being the only place that the ball could be thrown for him to catch it without the defender, either knocking away or intercepting it. And then for him to be able to come up with the ball as a, as a true freshman over here, Yep, he is a true freshman. And so to see, we, we don't need a lot of glimpses, Miz, because like you said, he's been he's – we've seen him a, a few times the first few games. He's had some catches. He's had some good blocks, some different things like that. But to see a glimpse of the potential of that young man who I'm I'm feeling with with him and Morris making some of the plays that they've had over these first few games, I'm feeling less and less concerned about that third wide receiver option.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, I, I kind of looked at, you know, the wide, wide receiver three that – you know, it's. I think it's going to be an ongoing battle throughout the season. Is it going to be Samaj Morgan? Is it going to be Tyler Morris? Is it going to? Is Darius Clemens going to? You know, I, I know that he had a he had an injury, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. that kind of kept him sidelined, especially during camp coming into things. You know, well, how is he going to be? You know, flexed into that spot. You know, are you gonna? I mean, we we've seen, uh, uh Colston Loveland. Essentially be that almost like a third wide receiver to a degree as well, too. Almost like uh, a-
0: that catch. he uh, Talking about another. Yeah, another absolutely <laughs> absurd catch because JJ put that on a rope. And when he threw it, I thought there was no way that Colston Loveland was going to catch that. Yeah, I'm like it's going over his head. There's no way he does have that huge catch radius, but there's no way he's going to catch it. And when he came down with it,
1: climb the ladder,
0: son. I just about lost my mind. And actually, it was pretty awesome. Is because I don't. It wasn't his parents, mm-hmm. but there was. You know, whenever you see like a group of like six or seven people all wearing the Loveland shirts, yep, somewhat safe to assume on game day that hey, they're are, are you guys maybe related to uh, to Colston? And they were. So watching them react when he made that catch. It was it was it was absolutely incredible to watch. Yeah, and
1: I think I mean I I, I probably didn't have the same kind of reaction. I probably had the you know the oh because I, I was watching like there you go boy there you go son Ooh. climb that ladder. Whew. He climbed that ladder like he was ready to change a light bulb. That's the kind of ladder. He was like he was ready to clean out the gutters, putting that blue collar work to work. You know, he, put it to work.
0: He got up, and the fact that he was able to not only get a hand on it but come down with it uh-huh. like that's. Everybody, I'm sure everybody watching said the same thing as everybody who's in the stands. That's an NFL catch right there. And thank goodness we get that guy back for at least one more year because if if he continues to make catches like that, even if he's not maybe a NFL caliber blocker where mm-hmm. they would want him to be just yet, because I don't think I, he's not a, a tight end level blocker here at Michigan where I want him just yet, yep. but... And I'm not trying – like, again, I, I think he's got potential to, to grow, and I think he will get there. But you watch those catches, that's an NFL guy right now.
1: At a sophomore. As a sophomore. Like, the, the, like even last year as a freshman, like, you, you looked at him you just went, thank God we've got you for at least another two more years. Yeah. Thank goodness. I hope we can keep you for three. But goodness gracious, you are a stud right now.
0: Oh, he he is incredible. But there – so, you know, Miz, there was – There were a lot of guys that I think made individual plays Mm -hmm. for overall. It wasn't a a bad performance, but lackluster. Yeah. We really, this was a game we wanted to see Michigan and kind of impose their will on both the offensive and defensive line. We didn't see that. They only rushed, I believe it was for like 77 yards total. So I I was very happy with the rush defense. There was a lot of things that I was happy with here yesterday, but it was mostly to me – individual plays by made by great players. We haven't talked about the Mikey Sammer still interception yet, but for him to, to have the awareness, to have the wherewithal when that guy's going down with the ball, to be ready for it, when it pops up to catch it and then to know, Hey man, I got to go and getting all the way down. What was it? 70 or 60 yards, whatever it was for the interception return. That was an incredible play. And Miz, How I'm, I'm sure you could feel it even back here in the studio, how different did Michigan fans feel 30 seconds before that play and 30 seconds after that play? Because before, we were still sitting on somewhat on pins and needles. Yeah. It's a 10 point game. If they kick the field goal, it's only a touchdown. If they score a touchdown, it's only a three point game. We're, we're still a little nervous. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we get to pick six. And now, oh man, now we're feeling good. It's 24 to seven. I'm feeling great. Come on, Blue, bring it home. So. Some great individual plays yesterday. I really felt like is what got the Wolverines going, but we will need a better, a better team effort, better from from everybody. And I, I know I'm not telling them anything that they don't know themselves. But we saw some big boys play here yesterday. Ms. Oregon looked pretty damn good. Yeah. Notre Dame looked good. Ohio State looked good. I'm so mad that I didn't stick with my Ohio State pick, but that's all right. <laughs> we'll talk about that one uh, on the M Zone here tomorrow. But there were a lot. There's there's good teams in college football. Yeah. And we've seen that and Michigan is as good as any of them. Do not do not be fooled. Michigan is as good as any of them. We need to play up to the level of our
1: ability. Exactly. And a hey, betting fans, you're probably breathing a sigh of relief this, you know, after yesterday's world too cuz congratulations. It if was you put 24. money, you've got your push. You got your money back now. So now you can button your lip up. Button it. I don't know. I don't want to hear. I, I don't, don't want to so hear you are happy
0: about a push.
1: I don't want to hear it. You won your money back. I don't want to hear it. Nah. I don't want to hear it. A, I, put, I, a push is a loss. Put you get your money back, don't you? I mean, that's think true. of it. Think of it as your bet got negated. Button your lip. I don't want to hear it. That's it. At the end of the day, I don't, you're, not I, a, you're not a winner. I don't want to hear it. You're not a winner. I don't want to hear it. You're not a loser though. You're not a loser though. I don't want to hear it. If you're not first, you're last. Okay, then guess what? You're last. Kyle's, but guess what? was my winner this week for that comment. <laughs> Ricky Bobby, guess what? I don't care. You hey, Listen, you you can be you don't have to be last. I mean, you can be second place. You can be third. Hell, you could be first fourth loser, place. First loser, second loser, be, third loser. You can be second place. You can be third place. You got that loser mentality. Get out of here with that loser mentality. Come on now. But encounter um, in the second half, come back. Kick a field goal. And like you said, Matt, uh, Matt you know, Rutgers, a uh, couple drive, you know, they take a possession, they get their possession in. Defense holds strong on a fourth down play. Look really good, especially deep in Rutgers territory. Uh, you know, they, they take they take advantage of everything they need to be t- taken advantage of. Uh, then on another fourth down play later on, Rutgers tries to go for it. Try to pop a wide receiver screen and i think it was a bad decision by Wimstat to throw that pass because <laughs> everyone swarmed well, everyone swarmed and of course it was just a matter of cuz Kyle and i were in the studio at the time i believe and we're like cuz i heard Karsh doing it and of course the de- the delay between what we hear in studio and on the radio and what's seen on hd t- on the hd of you know uh, of of the station of uh, tv stations it's about a good you know 7 eight seconds probably, so I'm hearing Karsh, you know, say he's running down the field, and then eventually say, touchdown, how did he catch that to the point where we look up and we're like, how did he? Like, did I'm sorry, was that a fumble? Like, did, did someone catch it and then drop it? And, like, how did it happen? And they showed the replay again. I'm like, Will Johnson getting there, Mikey Sanders still getting there, a lot of the, your, your linebacking core as well getting there and, and, and stepping up at the right time. And Mikey Sanders is still basically making good on a mistake that he had in the first quarter where he, he kind of got he got a little slipped up in that first quarter, the, that, that touchdown that Rutgers had. He said, guess what? I'm going to make good on that mistake. And he took the ball, took it to the hizzy, says, guess what? Wimstat, you scored two touchdowns, one for good and one for better. And number agent zero come through clutch yesterday afternoon. I couldn't. I it.
0: it was one of those plays, Miz, where you're watching it and Chiano, whoever's calling the plays for yeah. Rutgers, they just tried – They tried to. They outthought themselves mm-hmm. because they had been running it for a decent clip. Like I said, Michigan had been holding them to 77 yards total on the day. Like they weren't running a lot, but they they were they they were getting a few yards per carry. Yeah, and at least being able to on that one, which was a fourth and short. You think. They'll either do a uh, a QB like kind of like a read option, let him kind yeah. of make that decision, but keep keep the ball in your best two players' hands at that point. But they try and throw it outside, trying to get a little cute, trying to think that Michigan's gonna be loading up in the box. But like you said, man, multiple defenders were right there where even if he didn't even if he didn't get I can't remember because it was hard to tell from the angle that I was seeing sitting, but I didn't think that he got the first he wouldn't have gotten the first down anyway. No it would have it would have been short i believe he would have been short so like it was a great play by michigan regardless but then it's it's a a good play mm-hmm. that turns into basically the game winning play yeah because mikey was aware enough and i am telling you it is tough when you're sitting there you you think that you're going to make the tackle cuz we see it all the time especially in college football pros a little bit different but you're going in thinking you make a tackle the ball pops up you're not even looking at it cuz you're worried about the guy on the ground yep But he had the wherewithal to grab the ball, be able to make an incredible play. And like I said, we kicked the field goal right before that to make it 17. And then after that, or to make it a 10-point game. And then that made it a 17-point game. And I know everybody, I'm sure the players included, there was a different feeling in that stadium after that interception return. We felt like we knew we had it, Mm -hmm. and this was our game. So uh, right, right up until before that. That was not the case. But, no, game-winning game, game winning play right there. And then, you know, I know there was a little bit of back and forth after that, but Blake capping it off with his second touchdown of the day a little later. Mm-hmm. Whew. Definitely a nice breath, nice nice sigh
1: of relief to be yep. able to just, you know, like I said, I think that pick six was the one that kind of made you go. Oh, yeah. And then eventually Blake getting that last touchdown, just finish that exhale. Like, oh, okay. I don't have to hold my breath too much longer. That's good. I'm happy now. And Michigan took care of business the way they needed to, pulling out a 31-7 victory. Uh, We'll talk about the individual stats. We're going to open the phones up to you guys, 734-998-1050. If you want to text, the ticket texts are open up at that same number. We can take your text uh, messages as well, too. Uh, if you want to email in, we've got that for you, studiowtk.com. If you want to tweet at WTKA underscore playground, we got all of that fun stuff coming up here. And definitely a lot of talk is not not just on Michigan, but a lot of talk is going to be on that big game that happened in South Bend. And how apparently it is, a, a I guess, Ohio versus everyone now. We'll talk about that coming up a little later on, but we're going to open up the phones to you. Here on the Sunday Morning Playground, Sports Talk 1050 WTK, The Ticket.
0: Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game, every day